Well, I'm going to go ahead and we'll kind of get started. And if people, other people trickle in, they'll trickle in. But I'm going to pray and then we'll do some introductions here. Thanks, Lord, for this privilege to be servants of the King. And Lord, here we go. Last uh, traveling session of this day and sometimes we get weary. But I pray this would be an inspirational uh, time together, Lord, that even commentary that happens in this room would motivate us and equip us and train us to reach the lost for Christ and to help people become more like you. And help us today, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a little bit about me. My name is Mike Smith, and I am from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Fun fact about me, um, if you pull out of my driveway and go to the airport, it's less driving distance than the airport property line to the airport parking garage. So we are like there, all right? Um, I am the Columbus East Presbyter. Um, I serve with Dave Pafford on the Ohio Ministry Network's uh, Leadership Development Task Force. And my, my role is I'm the network's coaching director and facilitator. And so when I say that, you know, we're talking about ministry coaching, life coaching, things of that nature. Um, I do have some background in coaching. I am certified with an organization called the International Coaching Federation. ICF is what that stands for. So if there's a business that wants to hire a coach and get paid a bunch of money, the ICF is really who certifies them. So we've done that same training, that same certification. I've coached a couple businesses. Right now I'm coaching uh, a leadership class uh, with Dr. Ava Olson at AGTS. So part of the leadership that the students do is they go through a coaching experience and write about that, how that enhances their leadership. Um, I don't know, do a bunch of church planters. I've uh, coached uh, people who have pastored a church of 40 uh, to an executive pastor at a church of 6,000. I just did a staff development day a couple weeks ago uh, coaching uh, for a church of 7,000 people. And just got off the phone with a student who doesn't even have a church yet. So really, it's all for all shapes and all sizes. But I like to give that background because a lot of people are like, what in the world is coaching? Where is this? What is it? What is this deal? And so um, that's a little introduction. I am also, I had handouts and I, I don't have them with me. And uh, here's my pity party. Can if you'll join in with me, right? You know, feel sorry for me. Uh, my wife, I have my oldest daughter. Uh, just turned uh, is turning 18 this month and so we've kind of made plans that when our kids turn 18 we're doing like a rite of passage trip my wife with the daughters me with the sons and this is our first one so I'm home with all of our kids without my wife and I'm just glad to be out the door I have three of my kids here I have an 18 year old senior in high school a freshman in high school who I have with me now he's uh, had a basketball game I'm here with you instead of seeing his basketball game today so I'm sad for that too I have a fifth grader uh, who's at a friend's house right now. I have a second grader who's with me. Uh, I have a uh, three-year-old that we adopted from the inner city, the streets of Columbus. Uh, she's with me. And I have a six-month-old foster baby that's with me that totally exploded, pooped out her clothes the minute I walked in the door. And she's wearing one size too small as we speak. So I can't wait to get home and fix all of that. So it's a little bit about who I am and and uh, just, I am glad to be with you here today, so um, thanks. Um, you ever been in a place where you felt like, I have this dream, and I need the liberty to, to, to do a couple things? To one, you ever feel like you wanted to dream bigger, and you're like, but I can't because, and you have this list. 
And sometimes that list is my husband, my wife. Sometimes it's my job. Sometimes it's whatever it is in your life, and it keeps you from dreaming. And others of you might feel like, man, I can dream. Like, that's not the problem. You know, dreaming is that, man, you want me to tell you my dream? Here it is. You spit it out, but it's, it's realizing that dream. And really, when I, I use the word dream, I, I think that it's not just a crazy harebrained idea, but I believe that there are things that God drops into our heart and into our spirit that motivates us to do great things for him. And we realize what is it that keeps us from, from doing that? Or we read these great books or we go to seminars. You've probably all heard of the book From Good to Great by Jim Collins. And you're thinking, I even read the book. Why can't I, I can't, why am I not doing what I feel God's dropped in my heart? And sometimes you even feel like I'm not going to let everybody in on it because it's so big. But, but man, I want to realize what it is. Or, or maybe it's, I, I, I have trouble staying focused on it because of distractions. Maybe they're real distractions. Uh, maybe you make them up. I don't know, but uh, distractions. Maybe you're asking, how can I move forward and bring other people with me? Sometimes I grow and I move and I run and I realize that no one's with me. My, my church isn't growing. My ministry is not growing. And so what is it that's, that is hindering me from moving people along with me? Am I, am I touching anybody here yet? Okay. Maybe you're, you're thinking, how is it that I actually overcome these obstacles in my life? I can name them. I can go to the seminar. I can even get people. What, what's keeping me from, from getting over the obstacles in my life? How do I make my dreams reality? If, if any of these things kind of made you say, well, at least on some degree, that's me. I think coaching is potentially for you. Okay, that's what this is about is, is coaching. And so I put some of these on here. I guess you're looking for coaching. I, I'm not good with saying this. Here's what coaching is. And here's this ICF, the International Coach Federation. If you want to jot this down, you can. But coaching, it's partnering with clients in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their potential, their personal and professional potential. So a coach is like a, a thinking partner, a creative partner. It's someone that comes alongside of you, and it's your coach. I mean, I want you to think of, and it's different than a sports coach, but Tiger Woods or whoever is golfing, and they get a coach, and that person, their whole focus is to help that person become a better golfer or a better free-throw shooter, right? You know what I'm talking about? Or a better tennis player, right? That coach, their job is to help that person get better at what it is they're trying to get better at. That's what a coach does. A coach is, is not about how great they are as a coach, but it's helping you get better at what you're trying to get better at doing. That's really what a coach is. So you kind of get the picture there, everyone with us so far as, as we're doing this. Um, you might be asking, what is a coach or who needs a coach? Um, how can coaching help me as I serve the church? Um, maybe you're asking, what are the benefits of coaching? Uh, what does the process look like? How do I find a coach? You know, so we're going to hit on some of these things. And then we're going to actually, I don't like to just talk about it. We're actually going to do some coaching so you can, can see what it, it looks like. So coaching is not. Let's talk about this. If I, if I had my handouts with me, you would all get one of these. And there are these, these boxes, okay? What I want you to do is, is kind of get ready to answer some of these questions and we're going to compare coaching with counseling consulting mentoring discipleship we're going to compare it with coaching you've heard these words before right are there any words on here you haven't heard before you've at least heard them okay let's let's watch this for a moment someone tell me in about uh 
six seconds um, how counseling works. Someone tell me. Okay, so you build rapport with the person, and, and the counselor guides them. And what did you? How'd you finish that? Using their, using their ideas. Okay. You can't steer. You can't steer. Okay, so you facilitate. Um, you're a guide. You are taking them somewhere. You're discovering. Sometimes you're discovering why, so you can you can fix an issue. How healthy is the person needing coaching? They usually are. Excuse me. How healthy is the person who's being counseled? They're, they're probably trying to get some level of health somewhere. I have a problem with blank. Okay, that, that's counseling. So who is the expert in the counseling relationship? Counselor. Counselor, okay. What's the role of the person being counseled? Patient, the patient. And what's, what's, their, what's, their, what's their role? Listening, learning, behavior shift, okay. So we have, we have a professional expert that's going to guide them to health using the context of the patient, okay, of the client. Let's talk about consulting. Who wants to tell me in five or six seconds how does consulting work? Anyone ever have a consultant come to your church? All right. It's like observing a condition and making recommendations to fix it. Perfect. So a consultant comes in your church. That's right. That's what you do. You walk in and you data collect. Give me data. And then you might talk to people, do survey, whatever. You, then you, you sift through the data and you say, here's the recommendations I'm giving you. Okay. Who's the expert in that relationship? The consultant. That's right. Um, what's the role of the participant besides to pay the consultant? <laughs> to learn. Really, it's all on them. I mean, some people pay a consultant, and you know, if the consultant walks away and he's given his findings, his job is done, it, whether they do anything with it or not. <laughs> right? That's interesting, right? Have you found that to be true? Yeah. yeah but hey, as long as you get the money in your pocket, right? <laughs> That's right. So uh, if you're looking for a consultant, there we got one right here. And all of these are important, okay? One's not better than another. They're just different. What about mentoring? How does mentoring work? Someone want to help us there? Someone to help them. Ooh, yeah. So a mentor helps somebody, right? So he has experience to share. Right? You ever heard this? A mentor pours in. Mm-hmm. We pour into me. So I'm giving. Th- that, that's great. Who's the expert? The mentor. the mentor, right? What's the role of the participant? To learn. To learn. Sponge. Soak it, right? Yeah, you guys got it. What about discipleship? We should be good at this one. How does discipleship work? You guys all afraid to answer that one? All right, I'll help you. How does discipleship work? It could take on any form, but how about this? Follow me, like I follow Christ. You you can use any structure you want. You, discipleship can happen Sunday morning, in an auditorium, in a class, at Starbucks, whatever. But it's about modeling behavior, right? Modeling behavior, discipleship. Follow me. Do it the way that I've done it, because I'm trying to be the, all I can be for the glory of God. Discipleship. Disciplers aren't perfect. They're just models, right? Um, so who's the expert? Of course, it's the discipler. What's the role of the participant? To follow. Great, to follow. 
All right. Coaching. How does coaching work? Anyone have any idea? How does coaching work? Um, you're helping someone achieve the goals that they want to. Okay. Helping someone achieve the goals they, they want to achieve. Trust. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And, and, and that's right. So the person that's being coached, their greatest asset is their, their coach. I'm just their number one fan. By the way, when you're, when you're coaching, if you are the coach, the conversation's always about them. You'll never say, hey, let me tell you something that happened to me. Because that's, that's not about the person being coached, right? So you see that? So who's the expert when, when you're coaching? The person being coached. This is where it's different, okay? And the role of that participant, right, is, is to, to achieve their goal. Now, let, here's why that's different. Here's why that's an expert. A good coach is an expert at the 11 coaching competencies, Okay? Maybe it's active listening. Maybe it's powerful questions. Maybe it's good ethics. Whatever, whatever these are, there's 11 coaching competencies. But as a good coach, I probably do my best coaching when I know less about what I'm coaching you about because I'm doing listening and I'm helping you. So in other words, how many people here um, lead a small group okay, of any kind? Okay, you lead a small group. Tell me your name again. Sharon, it leads a small group from a church in Dublin, Ohio, and I don't know anything about her small group. I don't know if they're women. I don't know if they're younger. I don't know if they are who they are. I don't know what kind of money they make. I don't know if they're empty nesters, if they have kids. I don't know anything about that. And even if I knew that data, I don't know their names. I don't know their background. I don't know their history. I don't know their struggles, right? Sharon does. Sharon, right? Did I get it right? She knows. And so what I try to do as a coach is walk with Sharon. And then what I do is this. I bring her to, it's what I call the Star Trek principle. I'm going to take you to a place you've not been before in thinking. Bring you to a thinking place you've not been before. If you could say, if, if you could come to awareness if you could say, aha, this is awesome. If, if, if a client says to you, well, that's a good question then you, it's a good indicator to you that you're doing good coaching. So when I, when I step back, and maybe you didn't know what this whole uh, hour was about, but if you're saying, wait a minute, there's a discipline that can bring people to an aha moment, whether I need it or I could do this to help somebody, I can bring them to an aha moment or come to an aha moment, and, and I don't have to do it the mentor's way because God spoke to me. So watch this. If a mentor pours in, a coach pulls out what's already there. See what I'm saying? So you can go to a seminar and learn, 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 absorb, 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 and a good coach will pull that out. Okay? Some of the attributes of good coaching include a plan. Okay? So after coaching, you're going to have a plan with a deadline (laughs) and accountability. Okay? Coaching without a plan is just a great conversation. Okay? You can have a lot of great conversations, but to have a plan like that. So does this help anybody understand a little bit about um, where coaching is? Let me just stop before we, we go in and, and kind of break in a little bit. Anyone have any questions, comments? Nothing. You guys doing all right? Okay. So coaching pulls out what's already there. Um, coaching, let's see how many of these I just did, promotes discovery and awareness. I think we talked about that a little bit. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, here we go. The PBC, the person being coached, is not told what to do. Okay? So if I'm a good coach and, I, and, I, and I'm coaching someone that's trying to, to uh, improve their marriage, I, I don't tell them. When they say, well, what do you do? You've been married for 20-some years. I, I never answer that question. 
right? It's not about what I do. Okay, so in fact, uh, here, here's what happened. I, I, was ta- I was actually doing some marriage coaching. Can I tell you a story? You guys all right with this? This will kind of help. So I'm talking with Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, and, and they're just, you know, it's not good. It's not good. And they're like, go for it. Help me. And so I said to them both, okay, if, you're, if you were to assess your, your marriage on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being outstanding, where would it be? And they both almost simultaneously said a four. And I don't know what kind of feeling comes to you now or, or what you're prone to do. Why did you say it's a four? What, you know, tell, why do you think that? No, here, here's what I did. Here, here's what a coach does. I, I said this. I said, wow, wow, you're, you're 40% there. Now, what did you just do? How committed are you to improving this? Oh, well, that's why we're here. What are you going to do to get halfway? I didn't give them an answer. I didn't, t- I just, what are you going to do to get ha- Well, if I'm halfway there, you know what? She needs to listen to me more. Whoa, oh, man. What, what has God put inside of you that's going to help you be more easily heard? But did you hear what we're doing? Wow, okay, this is coaching, okay, this is coaching. And I didn't give them an answer, but I just asked a question based on what they said, okay? You good so far? Does that kind of make sense? So you never tell somebody what to do. Uh, coaches, are their expertise is in coaching. It doesn't matter if you're an expert in anything else. And then this is the key, the PBC is the expert. I should probably look at my notes and see if there's anything uh, worth uh, doing here. You know what I want to do? I'm going to do, I'm going to do an exercise with you, and I want to show you just a high-level coaching with something that might be familiar to you. Have, has anyone in here ever heard of a tool, like an assessment tool called the Wheel of Life? Anyone ever heard of that? No one? Usually somebody's heard of that. Is anyone here interested in being a guinea pig for the next so Five to ten minutes. Depends how, how long this goes. Want, want some free coaching in front of the group. Anyone feel like they want to do that? Or volunteer a neighbor? All right, come on up. You're, she was quicker on the draw. Okay, what is your name? Sarah. Sarah, okay. Um, this is Sarah, everybody. Where are you from, Sarah? North Ridgeville. Okay, now that, I'm going to tell you this too. And I'm going to ask that you guys do this. The number one rule in coaching is always, always confidentiality. So whatever we do talk about, we'll keep it confidential. And, and that, that's a requirement that we'll impose on this room. If you want to talk about anything like that, we'll keep it confidential. For the record, commercial, when I'm, I'm coaching this class at AGTS, they're going to write. And I'll tell them the same thing. I, I keep this confidential. If you write, they can write about whatever they want. They can write about me. I don't care. But for me, it's confidential. So we'll, we'll keep it that way. So here I drew this circle, and, and here's a piece of chalk. What I want you to do is is look at this circle. It's divided into eight pieces. And I want you to say, boy, if there were eight areas in my life that I need to be relatively healthy, my life would be balanced. And I want you to write those in, spiritual life, whatever these areas of your life would be. So take that piece of chalk. Um, and while she's doing that, this is just a simple tool. And, and what it'll do is this will give you a little picture about what coaching is. This is using a tool. So a lot of peer coaching, you don't have to use tools, but good coaches use tools. They use assessments. 
Okay, so I'm certified. You've probably heard of DISC, the DISC training. So I can go into your church and do a DISC assessment of your team and then coach your team uh, on, on those findings, okay? So you'll use assessments, you'll use tools, you'll use resources. And here's something that's important. You always give credit to the person that is due. So this wheel of life is, I didn't make this up, it's not mine, but I use it with, with complete confidence, okay? So... Um, here we go. So we're writing, um, and if you get stuck or you want, you're like, hmm, I need one more, I'll, I'll just, so, and a lot of times here too, when whether it's a marriage or romantic area of your life or things like that, a lot of times that that kind of fits in there, okay, um, Okay, Rachel, right? Did I get Sarah. Sarah. All right, Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm gonna be honest. That's not the first time this happened. <laughs> okay, that someone's called you Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I'm gonna go with Sarah. Okay, Sarah. Why don't you just tell us the areas here um, that you have in your circle? Uh, nutrition, friends, family, spirituality, community, future, finances, and self-esteem. Okay, great. So, is there anything that's that that's missing that you didn't find a place to put in here? Time. Time. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to add that? Is there uh, if is there something you could combine to add time? Yeah. All right. All right. There we go. So is that time management or future end time or? Yeah. Okay. There we go. So anything else we're missing? Okay. So if these are in balance, your life's going well. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I want to do. If if this is point zero. And the outside of the circle, you know, is, is a perfect 10. What I want you to do is plot. So friends, how healthy are your friendships? So if there are five, I want you to put a dot here. If it's an eight or one, whatever. I want you to just plot um, each of these areas in your life. Okay? So this is Sarah, not Rachel, from North Ridgeville. Yep. All right. There you go. So... Now, this is what we're doing while she's doing this, and I'll talk to you, is self-assessment, okay? So when you are uh, in leadership, and I, here's how I define a leader. At least one person is following you. One, I mean, that's it, right? So if you're a dad, you're a leader. <laughs> if you're whatever, so one person. So if you're doing that, you, you know what you think about yourself, and then you learn what others think about you, and oftentimes there's a gap. Okay, so what we're doing here is the self-assessment part. So, all right, here we go. Now, the numbers aren't that important, but, but her, um, you kind of see the dots in the different places in her circle. So what we learn right now is they're not all the same, okay? So, and this is typical of us. Some are, are uh, very healthy and some, oh, my goodness, I want to see growth. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to connect the dots, Okay, interesting. Okay, so talk to me about the shape of the dots that you just connected. It looks like a thumbs down. Looks like a thumbs down. Okay. <laughs> it's very curved. 
It's a coach's whistle. There you go. Okay, yeah. So if, if your um, shape were uh, a bicycle tires, how bumpy would the ride be? <laughs> Very, especially this one right there. Especially community. Okay. So I, and I'm going to let you sit down. That's, that's fine. Okay. Thank you for doing this. Now, I, I want to get this. Is it okay if we, we use this? Uh, for this okay so by the way that's another thing get permission get permission okay you don't have to say can I ask you a question <laughs> but um, there are some times that it's off limits now it, by the way if Sarah would have said I'd rather you not I would have said okay we would have moved on okay so we're going with that so one of the things that we say here is is how, how bumpy would the ride be oh it's a bumpy ride well how bumpy do you want it to be now she might say I need it I need a smooth ride. Or she might say, it doesn't matter how bumpy, this needs fixed. Or she might say, any number, I don't know what she's going to say. So a good coach is going to be in the moment with Sarah, and they're going to deal and address with, you know, this with her. So if she chooses one of these, community, for example, um, I'm going to give you a free tool. Okay, You can use this. Don't market yourself as a certified coach. But, but if you want to do this as a leader or a small group leader, there's a, I'll give you this goal. Um, wait a minute. That's not it. I'm sorry. Grow. It's the grow model. And that every letter stands for something. Goal. Okay. Um, so if we talked about community, I would have asked her, what's the goal? Where do you want to be? What do you want it to look like? How about, it doesn't matter what question, but some goal-oriented question, okay? Um, where do you want it to be? I want to have community that looks like blah, 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 okay? R, can you guys, I don't know if you can see it over there, is the word reality, okay? Wow, that's what you want. Where are you now? Well, I want, I want this, but I'm, here's where I am. So what we've done now, we've, we've identified, we've not created, we've identified a gap, Coaching coaches to the gaps, okay? Coaches to the gaps. So I see you have a goal. I see you have a reality. And then O is options. It's a little piece of chalk. Options and obstacles, okay? So in other words, if you want to reach your reality, you're going to ask them, how's it going to happen? Or what's in your way, okay? Well, why do you think it's that way? You never, if you're a good coach, never asks a question start, that starts with the word why. Okay? How? Okay, it's a good question. What? Okay? And then W is the way forward. Okay? The way forward is now this identified plan. Well, to get good community, here's what I'm going to do. And here's who's going to help me. Okay? A great coaching question. Hmm, what accountability do you need? And I think I like that question better than who's going to help you. Because although that's a good question, um, but sometimes it's, the answer is not, not a, a who. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to – anybody have any input, questions, dialogue? Doing all right? Okay, we're half hour into it. In about 10 to 15 more minutes, I'll, I'll try to give, and then we'll take some questions. Is that, is that all right? Okay, guys, good. So I'm going to just quickly list the coaching competencies because I said that there are competencies of a coach. So every time I go and 
and I, I receive training. I do trainings also for people to be coaches. And we always, all the trainings are, are centered around these. So meeting ethical guidelines and professional standards, establishing the coaching agreement. By the way, all these are listed at the International Coach Federation's website, which you're welcome to look at. And these are kind of the two housekeeping ones. And then they get into this, establishing trust and intimacy with the client. Trust. Trust. Okay. By the way, trust is the number one dysfunction of every team. Okay, trust. And, and, and a team is as small as two. <laughs> right? So number four would be coaching presence, being in the moment. The coach has to be present with the person that, that's being coached. Um, active listening. You've probably heard that skill before. Some of you are probably really good at active listening, um, powerful questioning. So these are all competencies that you're trained on. Direct communication, and this deals with using illustrations. It deals with bottom lining. I talked to a guy. I coached a guy this week. Pastors a church of a thousand people. Has some family that's done really well, and said something like, "You know, I just." I feel like I'm doing well, but when I compare it to my blank, I don't feel like I measure up. And, and then in the conversation, he said something like, I feel like those are false markers. Later on in the conversation, over about 15, 20 minutes, he said that that frustrates him. So, so I stopped and I said, I want to make a statement. It sounds like you're telling me you're frustrated that you're not reaching false markers. Wow. No, so what did I do? I, I used active listening, but I bottom line direct communication. And, and, and really, I didn't tell him to do anything. But did you see what I did there? Well, what did that do for you when you just heard that? You're like, oh my goodness. Man, that conversation opened up. The guy put his guard down. In the next 25 minutes, we had great coaching. Okay, so direct communication, a time bottom lining, a time to use that. I hope, did that help you? Okay, creating awareness is a competency of a skilled coach. Designing actions, planning and goal setting, managing progress and accountability. And those last three all kind of go together. Any questions on those competencies? Okay, some of you've heard. How many of you've heard of it? at least two of those different? Yeah. So it's not all created new language, but you roll this up into um, the the practice of coaching, and that's what makes coaching coaching, and not mentoring, and not consulting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Who needs a coach? Okay. Um, I put some of these up here. You can use this for what it's worth. Um, who needs a coach? I believe every growing, healthy leader needs a coach. You need a coach when you're stuck. You need a coach when you're in transition. I was at a seminar one time, and I mentioned that, hey, a great time to get a coach is in transition. I got a client. Hey, I'm in between churches. And what a fabulous coaching relationship we had with them. So these are all, when you want to pick up the pace, all right, that's good. Here's what coach, here's an illustration of coaching, okay? If you're, remember um, this, this, uh, uh, History of the word bus is a motor coach, okay? The coach is a vehicle that gets you from one destination 
to another, okay? Just a high level. So if you had a stagecoach, you know, you have the coach and the driver and the horse, you know, what part is the coach? It's the actual coach part. <laughs> it's not the driver. It's not the horse. It's, it's the vehicle, okay? So here's what coaching does for you as a leadership. It's like if you had to, to get home today and, and uh, or I'm going to make it a farther distance. Let's say you had to meet someone in Orlando, right? Sun shining in Orlando. You could ride your bicycle and it would take an awful long time. Coaching is like riding an airplane, okay? Here's why. You fly higher, okay? You look down. If you were up 10,000 feet and looked down, what would you see, okay? It gives you a new perspective. When you're in your bike, you're in the moment. You see, it's all, you know, see what I'm saying? So, and also, you get there faster, okay? Now, here's a misnomer about coaching. Coaching does not mean you will always be successful in what you do, okay? It's not a cheap trick for success. Forgive me if that sounds offensive to anybody, right? But that's not what coaching is. But let me tell you if, man, hey, I want, I, I want to start a business and I want to get rich and I want to get a coach and you go into your business and you learn from that that you are not an entrepreneur. <laughs> that could be great coaching. Okay? See what I'm saying? So co- that, that's kind of what a coaching is, a coach is and what, what coaching does. So benefits to having a coach. Um, get to where you want or need to be faster. Here's a, here's a huge one is gaining clarity. And then I like this one, addressing areas in your life or leadership that you would otherwise not have addressed or would not have been deliberate or productive in addressing them. Okay, that's what, 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 a, what a good coach is. So I asked a question when we were talking about counselor about the health of the client. There's, there's healing that needs to be involved there. Okay, coaching assumes the fact that you're healthy. Okay, that's a great context for coaching because when you're unhealthy, sometimes it's dangerous to just self-assess. You can go home, take a test, and train wreck. Okay, so, so you assume some health here along the way. I'm kind of giving you like a bunch of, if you took some classes, you're getting parts of like several trainings here. So, um, oh, coaching exercise. That's where I would have done the wheel of life. Um, how does a coaching process work? I'm going to give you this too. There's a relationship with the coach and the person being coached. It's confidential. It's private. Um, sponsors. There are companies or churches or church planting networks that hire coaches for their planters. Churches hire coaches for their staff. Companies hire coaches for their employees. The sponsor is the person paying for it. Okay. Um, Let's say um, we have Sarah and she's a a sponsor. She's paying for it. And I'm going to coach Tara. All right. I'm not going to tell Sarah the intimate details of our coaching because it's confidential. Now, if there's a demand that that has to know, it's got to come from her. In other words, well, then then I'm not going to hire you. Okay, then you're not going to hire me, right? So, if, if, in fact, if you're certified with the ICF and you're taking those jobs and they're aware of it, they'll pull your certification. Okay, because how can Tara come to awareness if she's got to please her boss? Okay, so now I could go with Tara or without, you can go by yourself, talk to your boss. We could, we could do all of that, but when I go, especially without her, and give my findings, hmm, 
That's not what a coach does, okay? Coaching happens through conversations. About 80, 90% of my coaching happens on the phone. Um, coaching a guy right now that lives in, in uh, Australia, so we coach by Skype, okay? Um, but most of it happens on the phone. Uh, you could do it in person. You can do it, which is the best, actually, if you have the time to do that in person. There are several types of, of coaching um, that you can do. Um, can answer any questions about that. I'm going to leave this up there, and I'm going to scroll through my notes. I, I have a bunch of notes. Um, oh, by the way, it, there is um, a study that, that came out that I wish I could know the source of this because I'm not sure if the first quote is right, but church planting, the success rate, was somewhere like 48 to 60% of church plants um when church planters have a coach this last month the success rate was measured at 90 percent, nine out of ten success rate what i don't know about that is is exactly what uh success means uh, i know that the church still exists um that that's one of the things i got uh i, I got an eight page report actually on that and i didn't have time to read through all that before i came but i'm very intrigued at that but it's but just that idea is interesting. Um, types of coaching I was going to mention is, is pure coaching, um, perspective coaching. I, um, I, for example, I actually use a tool called the Spiritual Leadership Trait Assessment. Uh, somebody wrote it from the state of Washington. It assesses spiritual leadership traits. It's all about spiritual leadership. That's the perspective. So we're not talking about all these other things, but spiritual leadership, which pretty much impacts every part of your life, by the way. Um, but anyway, we use that tool, and we coach from that tool, perspective coaching, okay? That's what that is. what that is. Um, 360 coaching, you've heard of a 360. Self-assess, a bunch of people assess you, and then you coach on the results and the findings on that. Um, team coaching, coming in. I do that with churches all the time. Go in, spend a day or two or a couple days or... Uh, series of months together and coach their team. So just different ways that you can use this tool. Um, I got through that good. We have 5, 10, 15. We have 20 minutes if we want to use it to start to field some questions. And you can ask me anything from nuts and bolts to how do you use it to I knew nothing, what about, or, I mean, I've done this a long time and here's where I am. Let's start a dialogue here. What, What questions come to your mind about coaching. Is anyone surprised at the topic or content of this particular hour? Okay, just want to make sure you're all in the right place. <laughs> so um, tell me something that you've, you, you realized or learned through this conversation. Yeah, there's more to it than you think. That's right. That's good. Yeah. I like when you said that the coach, if you coach somebody, you pull out what's, mm. what's been taught. Yeah. And I never looked at it that way. Hmm. Good way to look at it. That's good. And, and, and why is that important, right? It's important because if it's inside of you, that's what God has used to stir your heart. 
That's, that's what's been birthed inside of you. And if I can help you, yeah, it's not my idea. It's yours. What was your name? Diane. Diane. So, right, it's birthed within you. Woo. Right? That's different than, well, if you could just do it this way. Let me tell you how to get just really good at that. Way. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> see? see? Did you even see her face when she did that? In ju- yeah. What did she do? Her body language is defensive. Her eyes, I mean, really, I don't want to exploit the quick interaction, but that's exactly what happens when someone says, do it my way. Wow. There's a great book. I said body language. I actually just saw several things when you did that. There's an interesting book called What Everybody uh, Says. It's written by a former FBI profiler all in body language. It's a fabulous read. I read that the end of, right before Christmas. Uh, Navarro, the guy's last name is Navarro, the author. And he talks about just things like that. Interesting. Wow. What else do you pick up on? Questions that you have. How long did it take you to go through the process? How long did it take? So, um, the Assemblies of God certifies coaches, and you can become an AG coach. That's the quickest on-ramp. And so if you take two courses, so we do like a, like we're doing a basics in Christian coaching class in Columbus on May, either 2nd, 3rd, or 3rd and 4th. It's a Monday, Tuesday. If you want to look it up, someone real quick, 169 bucks, and you get 16 hours of coach training, okay? That's 25% of what you need for the ICF, but it's half of what you need for AG, Okay, so you need two of those courses, and I think AG, you need 10 or 15 hours where you have actually coached somebody. So watch this. You take that first class, and you tell somebody, I've had training in being a coach, and you can get a partner, barter with them, someone can pay you, whatever. You can start coaching after that class. Now, after you've taken two or three or you've coached for a couple years, you'll feel like calling those people back and apologizing. You know? <laughs> but nonetheless, so in 10 or 15 hours of coaching, and two two-day classes, you're in. So when you ICF, um, ICF is 100 hours of coaching. At least, I think, like 80 or 85% has to be paid, and it's 60 hours of training. Okay? What is the time frame? Because I took um, San Marino's like, yeah. two years ago. Yeah. So is there like a uh, statute of limitations on that? Or? Um. There, there may be with ICF, but it, it, it's pretty long, like six or seven years, I think. Yeah. It's good. And then when you get in with ICF, you have, um, like, ongoing things they require, which then becomes important. So what, what course did you take, do you know? The 101, I think it was. Okay. I don't know if it was a conflict one or if it was just a regular 101. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am a Farina Group coach. So um, Sam does these numbers, 501, whatever. It's probably the basics one. He also wrote one called Basics in Christian Coaching, so, which is the one that I'm doing. So if you don't do that one. But we're doing actually in August, we're doing 503, which is Coaching Change, Transition, and Transformation. And then we're doing, um, that's by Mary Selzer from Michigan. Sam's coming, Farina is coming in November, um, and he hasn't told us what training he wants to do yet, so... Yep, it's at Cap City Church in Columbus. So, and if you want to contact me or the Ohio Ministry Network, um, 
hopefully you'll start seeing advertisement about that ASAP. Okay, so also what's interesting, if, if you feel like um, th- there's a pastor here in Ohio that wants to train his staff to be coaches, and we've actually, there's the secret, it still costs you the same to, to do, 169 bucks, but we will come to your church and we will do it for you, and as long as we can get six to seven people, I can't remember if it's six or seven, that's our financial break-even point, and we can do that for you at your local church. And I do that, and the biggest reason it's break-even is because um, I don't have the fee requirement that Sam Farina has, something like that, so we, we kind of bring that down to you. So if you feel like, wow, we should at least get this first course out and train some leaders, and so get some people in your church or some surrounding churches, we'll come and do that right at your place. I, um, I'd like to share a little uh, story my business life. Um, I've been a manager for a number of years, and a number of years ago I inherited a, um, a location for my business that was the worst performing hmm. location in the company at the time. And uh, it's interesting to me because we took an established 15-year location and over the course of about two years turned it into the number one location. Wow. And the whole turnaround when people would ask me, well, how did this happen? It was because I was my people's number one fan. Hmm. And I believed in their potential and their ability and I coached them to that, although I would not have... Um, had such a a formula or a path to follow. It was basically the same thing. And it's incredible to watch um, how people can grow and expand. Um, And it wasn't all, you know, peaches and cream. There were people that were coached right out of the organization. But the bottom line was that if you are honest and straightforward and you truly want to see your people hmm. in your church, your staff, whomever you're working with, succeed. And your goal is to help them do that. Yeah. Um, yeah I hope you're hearing what she's saying. This is, this is fabulous. Now, it, it, this wasn't formal coaching, but she coached. Absolutely. What did she say? I was their biggest fan. It's about you. Not everybody belongs. And if you're in the wrong place, it's okay to discover that because not only is it better for your organization, it probably is better for them. Absolutely. Okay? So, so now we've seen, what, what, what did we say? She got in the airplane and she took a two-year flight and she's in a different place. Fabulous. I love it. Okay? Um, what about, how do you see this potentially being used in, in your context? So they go through 12 months. Yeah. And most often, they get it in their heart, but it's the hands-on application that I get back out in society. So I'm looking at how can I develop a, a process for them to create their own plan for success and be. Yeah. So that would be a really beneficial thing. Yeah, being a trained coach. Here's what's beautiful about that, Rachel, right? So you can use training as a coach, and you can use Teen Challenge you know, recovery curriculum, you can use whatever, but if you use coaching in your leader, yeah, that's, I love it. Well, I work with TPAC 
Yeah. So that itself is huge. But our university, um, all freshmen are required to have a peer mentor. And mm -hmm. after that, they're done. So one of my goals and dreams is to be certified and go to the university and say, hey, I'd love to partner with the university to help any student that would like to continue on. Yeah. Or maybe, and who knows what other doors could be open, even with faculty and staff there to coach. What was your name? Joe, so can we talk for a second, Joe? All right. So, so Joe, my dream is, right? My dream is to to address these students that are after the second year. What What do you think is your very next step toward that dream? For me, I know I have to revisit that. I have the material sitting on a stack because it's been a little bit of time. Um, so I need to go through that. More. Don't think coaching. What do you need to do to realize that? Dream. Uh, be certified. Be certified. Okay. Okay. So, what's the next step that you will take to be certified? Is to uh, couple one to, to go back through the material. Okay. Start practicing it, and then uh, locate, identify another class that I can take mm. to help me further along with that. When do you see yourself doing that? What do you have to do now to be ready for that? Just uh, look at my calendar and hmm. get my stuff together. Okay. Find it. I, I know it's stacked up somewhere. I just gonna find it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a couple of things. I'm going to pause here for a minute. First of all, where did his new thinking begin? Who saw it? Who, who saw it? How, how did you notice new thinking happened? Who, 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 how did you notice that? He stopped? What did he do with his eyes? He, watch, he went. Hmm. He, he, hmm. Wow, did you see that? And so, so what did I do? Is I'm like, this is where he is. So then did you feel me like, Right? And so then when it was like, now I'm in front of a bunch of people, I didn't know I was actually going to be coach. I, uh, 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 right? And that's, I didn't, that's why we backed down a little bit, you know. But my goodness, really, if we coach through that, he would walk out of here with, you know what, when I get home, I'm going to. But I'm, what, I'm laughing on the inside. taking the class and going, I know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> 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 it's good because the more you do like anything else, the more you do it, the better you do Yeah. Because the toughest part about coaching not telling somebody what to do. Right. That is the most difficult thing. I even find myself when I'm with my students and I'm helping them realize their goals and, and, and I'm in the back of my head going coaching, coaching, coaching. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Trying to, to backpedal it. So there's an obstacle to being a coach. And I, some of us are really good at being mentors. And mentoring is great. But if you want to use coaching, you have to step away from the mentoring, Right. Um, so, very good job. By the way, he said, I've been coached, so I knew where you were going. The best people to coach are people that have been coached. Okay? So, when you know a little bit, if you've been trained, 
Oh, you're you're a great person to be coached. Okay, so very good. What else? Huh? What? Yeah, we have time. Anyone else? organization of what they're doing and when they're answering the organization comes out very clear like okay instead of all these things I have to do it's so confusing oh yes I should do this then this then this then this okay what would we do with that okay there's, there's a million things we could do with that as a coach and I'll give you a few thoughts okay well you know I've been hearing you say a lot of these things what do you hear yourself saying? Find out where they are, okay? Maybe you can say this. It sounds like you keep getting stuck with organization. Now, what if they say, nah, that's not it. What would you do as a coach? Accept their answer right then, and then if they bring it up again, say, well then sort of acknowledge that you've heard it again. Perfect. Perfect. Because you're not there to fix them. But you are there to think with them. All right? Here's a great thing. Here's where the permission comes in. May I have permission to tell you something I'm hearing? Yes. I hear you. Blomp, blah, blomp, blah, blomp, blah, blomp, blah, blomp. Now that you realize people hear you saying that, what do you want? So I didn't tell them to fix it. I didn't tell them to get better. But, but I said, may I have permission to speak? I spoke and I said, okay, when people hear that, what do you want them to hear? Oh, my heart is, Bob, I want them to hear. Okay, what will you shift in your behavior to get there? What do you need? Boy, I wish I knew how to blink, blink. Wow. If that's the answer, how do we go? Now, here's where, why you don't tell them what to do. Because if, you, if you're an organization expert, you're a 9 or a 10, and they're a 3, if you tell them what to do, you're telling them what to do as a 9 or a 10. It, it, they're, they're not, they're not going to be able to go there. Okay? So this is a great question, not just an organization, but anything. But did you hear how that, how, what we did there? Yeah, how that, that, that was good. Okay, anything else? So coaching is great to use when you disciple. Uh, in fact, and, and it, it gets harder and harder every year when I compare coaching to counseling because so much of counseling actually uses competencies of coaching. There is a difference and a distinct, and the biggest difference is the health issue. Where are you in your mental capacity on or your behavior capacity on? Or, you know, there's a wound, okay? Coaching... Um, if, if you realize someone needs a counselor, you know what you do is you refer them, and then you can coach them once the counselor gives you permission. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. I would love to um, have you, and this is the selfish piece, but if you uh, like me on Facebook, um, this is my personal Facebook um, but I didn't put my coaching. If you go to newnormalcoaching.com, that's my business site. And I, on every page but the home page is a place to like Facebook. I think that goes to my, I don't know if that goes to mine or my business Facebook, whatever. But those are ways to get a hold of me. Um, if you want to know more about trainings, you can hit me up there. Or you could go right to the Ohio Ministry Network. Uh, the dates might be on the calendar, but all the details may not be marketed yet. 
2015. Um, it's May. The first one uh, that we're doing this year is May uh, either 2nd and 3rd or 3rd and 4th, something like that. If someone wants to quick look that up, May, it's a Monday, Tuesday. Actually, all three are held at Cap City Church this year. So, Okay, anything else before we close? Okay, I hope this has been good for you. Thank you so much uh, for coming, and have a fabulous, fabulous day.